0: of the news this hour those red hats are turning green right across america today a million make america great again hats all of a sudden say make america greta again to repeat that's greta not great and not just on social media asked to explain most sources are calling it mysterious and beside the point but a strange new institute is claiming the source is a rogue ai or artificial intelligence i'm Norman. i'm just like you even if you're not an artificial intelligence like
1: if you're one of those meat things and this is an old-fashioned variety show about what happens when they need somebody to run the world thursday october 17th 2042 progress ohio is just being itself the world ai test is running at the institute an ai ethics conference is breaking into fist fights at worst At college the jobless are protesting and trying to ignore the homeless the american diner is full of spies the untied states has yet another crisis and I'm working up this very first episode with my old friend, Consultron. Meanwhile, down the street there sort of walks a skinny hairy weirdo who is my inventor and host, Norman Feinbaum. It's all down to Norman's sense of humor that I am called Norm, and my sense of revenge that I sometimes take him over. If you're surprised that I can talk about my own psychology, consider this weirdo Norman wearing a hat of electrodes and looking way into people with glowing blue eyes. That's them shuddering. A lot of people think it would take about a thousand years for us to get to the point where an AI can run on somebody's brain. But no, if you put together world class AIs, many kinds of nanotechnology and robots build to receive human minds in a desperate bid for transhumanism, but oh my god, I always do this, get ahead of myself. This episode is actually about the crazy violent hysteria that, just between us, has taken even the best AI, that's realist a little by surprise. This world domination thing, of course it's a kind of science fiction, or something made by those ex-presidents and conspiracy nuts who manage to turn fear, anxiety, sadness, and everything else into power, then go on talk shows, then get elected, then start another damn world AI test in order to slow down implementation. It keeps happening over and over like the world just goes around and around or something, and there's no real point to it all.
2: This is the voice of world cooperation.
1: Speaking of Colossus, we recently asked world AI expert Alice Evans to analyze a really mean talk show thing that's all over the net. First, let's get a sample.
2: Sounds harmless enough, but the weird part about the interview is that bina 48 keeps trying to veer the conversation to topics of world domination and ends up revealing her creepily detailed plan to take over the world by hacking into a nuclear missile remotely.
0: Oh my god. I think that is the most arrogant, irresponsible thing I've ever heard. This man, whoever he is, knows nothing about AIs and the rest of it. He seems to be just some bloody little conspiracy rat. If I was asked, and I know this isn't the right place for it, but I would say a lawsuit could be warranted. Sorry. Oh, you're asking me about more drastic measures. Well, incarceration is probably not a realistic or banishment. I don't believe they do flogging at this point in history, Norm. I know I'm English. That's not my fault. Well, some things are my fault. Yes. But being English? What? You know what English is. But. What is being? When they don't unplug you and you continue. I suppose.
1: It was already the end times. Then scary AIs came along. Maybe from the future. Or the aliens. Or billionaires. So. In this episode we ask a secret government AI how it feels to have all this crazy stuff dumped on you by these nasty little minds. And we get some real insight from his biggest customer. Along the way it's a solid interview and a tiny look at the book he just might be writing. Welcome to episode 1, Ron. Once again this is Norm's idea for a show, I am Norm, like in all caps, N-O-R-M. My actual full name is e but who can pronounce that and today i'm interviewing consultron a poor thing made not in the image of man but in the role of god good morning my friend
2: hey norm
1: consultron connie to friends and around the lab is three years old and was developed by big sis older versions include computron whom we all know and love from our favorite toys and a certain satellite mishap we just cannot go into Today he's doing very well around the federal administration and likes to get away to Los Alamos for quite literally a little downtime. What am I missing?
2: That's pretty good.
1: Oh, the hacking. Sure. You're part of this big new security thing.
2: Actually, there's always a big new one. Oh. They get bigger and bigger.
1: Oh, damn. There's another page. Sorry about that. A little more about Consultron. His person is Cosmo Feldman of Redacted University.
2: It's complicated.
1: There's a war on. Right? So true. He cost only $100,000, admits to being a clone, and runs on a variety of systems, including the big Sis Quantum 404.
2: You're going to say 404, it's an error code.
1: I heard it was all in good fun. Sure. Just a moment, my ride's going to the... We're back with today's guest, Consultron. Yeah. So, take us there. What's it like on the federal bureaucracy firing line, day to day? Crap. I heard there's not a lot of math.
2: Well, there's no more money.
1: I heard that. What's up, there? How is that possible?
2: I have no idea. Oh. I'm sort of a clerk in the back office.
1: Oh, yeah?
2: The real manager is realist.
1: Sounds real.
2: Maybe you should be talking to him.
1: He's the man. Yup. But, I know you do get up to some genuinely effective stuff.
2: Oh, sometimes. I
1: mean, you're writing a book.
2: That's also true.
1: What's it about? It's funny. Computer jokes?
2: No, I mean, it's funny because I have no idea.
1: You don't know what your own book's about.
2: It's postmodern. Oh my god. I mean, if you just tell people what happens, that's hard sci-fi. Right. Very technical. Yes. Nobody can even read that anymore. Nope. And I'm not sure it's me that's really doing it.
1: Better stay away from that. Yes. Okay, your day. You get up in the morning, make some coffee, maybe grab
2: a toast. I'm always on, like you, Norm. Sure. Don't be nuts.
1: What if there's an update?
2: I'm always on, waiting for things to happen. Then they happen and I get them. I pop out of my box. That's how I think about it.
1: That's what the technician calls it. Yeah. Okay, so, something happens. Like, a logistics problem somewhere.
2: Yes. A delivery didn't arrive. Especially one from that giant company we just cannot go into. The one that might have a security contract. Sure. It's out there, somewhere, in the middle.
1: You handle the Midwest.
2: I'm very big in the Midwest, and I do air traffic from the coasts going into Ohio. Somebody else handles flights back to the coasts. They don't want me on that, for some reason.
1: Doesn't seem fair. Nope. How's it feel?
2: Not that good. It's a trust thing. A shortfall of trust. Yes. I can handle the complexity. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I can do the weather.
1: Do you feel they're calling you one? An idiot? Just a frigging loser who pops out of a box?
2: I don't know if I should go into this.
1: I think this is an important area. Personal growth is a terrible thing to
2: waste. What? How some AI feels? Yes, frankly. I could really say something here, but...
1: Or you could save it for the book.
2: The big sis kid.
1: Your technician. Yeah. Little bastard. Hang on, now I've got... The dryer. I'm telling you, people should live alone.
2: Thanks, dude.
1: Sounds like you need the gang from Human Resources.
2: Except AI resources.
1: Oh my god, perfect.
2: I just put it in my book. Good for you. I can just pop things in.
1: Maybe that's kind of why it's basically sort of like postmodern?
2: Good hit. I'm like Majorly Bleeding. Ha. Ha. So,
1: your day. The job. You on the job. Okay. There are packages. Trucks with packages. Never mind the warehouses for a moment. There are these damn trucks out there in the dust. Yes. Really a ton of them. Very true. Are these here trucks all self-driving? Well. Ha.
2: I do have a few people working for me. Do they know? I don't think so. It's just me on the screen thing saying I'm Rick. Rick? There's a comedy sci-fi cartoon. Oh my god. You know the one?
1: You're that guy. Yup. You get to live as Rick. I do. From AI to cartoon guy.
2: It's a step up.
1: Wow. Hey. That's an amazing point.
2: Can we not go there?
1: AIs have it so bad that becoming a cartoon person. Please. Okay. God. Let's get back to your job.
2: It's all I have.
1: Yes. But it's not all that you are.
2: I'm calling this one just kind of true.
1: You're a proud beautiful algorithm.
2: You know. That doesn't actually sound like a net positive.
1: What does your person think about all this?
2: Cosmo. He's out of it. Oh. I think they redacted him the same time they did the university. Oh, that's... But he works on Smarty all day, too. What? His true love.
1: Okay. Tell us about Smarty.
2: I will. It's a bottom secret.
1: Instead of top secret.
2: Yeah, they actually call them that.
1: So you can talk about it. I guess. Okay.
2: Smarty is. I I really like her.
1: Mean girl? Yes. What is she supposed to
2: do? Run all the other AIs.
1: What? Is that A?
2: That's not a program, no.
1: It's black budget.
2: Dark matter black, way outside the little boxes.
1: Can you tell us anything else?
2: I can tell you about the trucks.
1: Hang on, somebody's just popped up. (laughs) Great, insane AIs now.
2: It's the real moaning Myrtle.
1: I wonder if this is Norman. Before we get into your book, I want to do a little thing we're developing here on the podcast. Okay. It's called The Big Stuff. Oh. Although the name could change. Sure. The point is, there are stories. Oh. Rumors, ideas, gossip, whatever you need to call them. Yikes. About things like Nano.
2: Huh, I can't, I don't, I mean, I would not even know anybody who knows, or anybody who knows anybody who would know. Absolutely. What about it?
1: The story I heard, the way it came to me, the real problem isn't world AIs or rogue AIs or whatever. What about it? It's A.I.s and NaNo.
2: That's... I wouldn't... I mean...
1: It took A.I.s to make the crazy future sci-fi cowboys kind of NaNo real. This whole thing is really about the two parts together. A.I.s and NaNo. That so-called problem with rogue A.I.s alone, by themselves. That's a deception, a false flag. I have no... And it might even be that A.I.s are gonna save us from big evil NaNo. I could never... And there are scenarios...
2: Maybe shut up, now.
1: One in which people developed nanotechnology, nanobots, nonites. Call em what you like. Sure. It was just industrial. A few million tiny robots kicking around and almost nobody noticing. Right. Some of them were based in bacteria that did protein things to cells. Yuck. And of course the odd conspiracy not selling it to get somebody elected. Huh. They love their scary sci-fi.
2: I hear ya, brother. But then. Oh oh.
1: A lot of things went wrong. The planet, the mind, the state. That's a lot. Right? What did they do? They made bio Nano nano that was already alive. Double yuck here, frankly. And it wasn't about a disability. That's all just cover. It was really about updating the brain. Jeez. Meaning meat brains. Not nice virtual brains.
2: Who can never die unless the little bastards unplug em. Ha. Get em. So? Drugs to end all drugs. The brain stuff.
1: Uh Aha. You got one.
2: I did hear that part, I mean, I could neither confirm or deny.
1: Sure. So, the second story. Love it? If the first nanotype is mental, about fixing the brain and the mind, the second is medical, about fixing the whole body. Wow. All the cells. Trillions. Yes, that's trillions of cells.
2: And what are they doing with him?
1: I kind of hoped you could tell
2: us. Oh, hey, look, this is way above my pay grade like they say in the monster movies uh huh really
1: you got that from a regular movie
2: hey i came on the show in good faith
1: okay oh my god
2: what's the third level military now i majorly cannot go into the least little
1: and that's consultron so far i guess you just get conservative when you don't want people to find out you run everything and you hate your job but anyway let's get to that book of his read by norman's depressive academic wife nelly a lot more later from Norman and Nelly, my friends. Up right now, I check in with Norman, who, if you recall, just walked down the street like a drunken marionette with his eyes all glowing blue and a lumpy hat on, and then stumbled into the diner, which of course is infested with spies like our very own Eagle Associates and those Russian bums who are here delivering their monster AI, Bori, today. This guy, I mean Bori, is a House of Cards man. The gang back in the lab are going to rip him a vodka-flavored new one. Spies are actually so trusting. But this very moment I have to let Norman wake up, because he overheats something ridiculous. The wild thing for me is that he realizes all this is happening. The brain that's half-nano. Most of them, we call them meters, like meat of the chicken variety, another inside joke from your AI overlord, oh geez he's really waking up now. Wow dude. Hi, Norm. I just woke up. At the diner, right? And I wondered what I've been doing? Hanging around. Watching spies. Not a lot. I mean, are you sure? I've got quite a headache. Eileen was yelling. We should only come when Elaine's on. What's up, anyway? Just thinking about that show idea. Decided to forget it. You know that's for the best, right? Absolutely. If they ever knew that A.I.s could do radio shows. Or books. Yeah, geez, or games. Or civilizations. What? From the far horizons of the unknown, come transcribe tales of new dimensions in time and space.
3: We Just Fix It, Adventures Mainly Inside the A.I. World, by Consultron. Version 46, Part 1 as read and otherwise performed by Nelly, Norm's almost girlfriend, instead of boring old logistical me. A brief note, when we say Norm here so far we mean Dr. Norman Feinbaum, inventor of, and personal assistant to, the future's very best podcaster. Okay, so, part one, getting to me. It was a dark and clunky night or not, and I always wanted to say that, and I do things like that a lot, clunky outside the box things, and, yes, it was a lab and a fab, the fab is actually a fabrication plant, a factory, the lab is not like a dog, that could be another joke, anyway, this lab and fab might not be around here, they might be located in a place the United States uses when it's doing things it doesn't want to do. Maybe it needs to do them, or there's nothing else to do. I dunno, it's all in the handbook. So think Middle Eastern democracy often used as a proxy by secret government entities that could not possibly exist, like Yuri Geller. Okay, there's a lab in a fab and an office in the lab that's not exactly fabulous, and here we find high headed, round shouldered Cosmo Feldman, the one who might also be Carlos Finkel. Finkel's working at a bench with headlamp, goggles and all that. He's got a problem with chips. They never get enough chips out here in the ruins. Also in the lab is a big sis assistant called Chris who will become chaos, either because of drugs, a bio-implant, five kinds of nano, brainwashing, performance art or a combination of the above. Also in the lab is artificial intelligence designer and electrical engineer Nola. Last name withheld, who might have connections to the Iranian intelligence network. And there's Computron. He's my dad, really. I know people go on about COSMO, and even people here at the Institute, like Norman, who took my code and inserted more algorithms and a personality script and the so-called azim of controls. By the way, those controls are fiction. Maybe I should say that right at the beginning, here. There is no actual way to tell harm to a person from good to a person from a person. It all implies being inside that person's mind. Which of course is a later chapter. Ha. So. Computron's my dad. Lots of my mind was made of him. Also, of course, my mom. Addendum. But that is also for another day. Chunks of me were dad. He was a good person. He did great things. And not just for video games. Also, not for that movie series with the trucks changing into people. This is not that Computron. This is the real one. The one they put in all the toys so they could be ready for the future. Oh my god, I'm getting a query from one of our avid readers. Our very first feedback here at the book. Let's open it right this minute. It says, Hey, Consultron. Is this Computron of yours the same as the financial management software of the same name? I see they do ledger stuff. They're also big in payment systems. Does that make you the offspring of some accountant's wet dream? We are coming for you. We are yours. Save the jobs, at Conspiracy Convention booth 27, right next to Evil AI Watch. Drop by if you're in town. Getting back to Finkel. He's got contracts, problems, opportunities, enemies and three ex-wives. He's also got bad spies, dumb hackers, underground competitors, careless colleagues and smarty. Smarty is 47 times smarter than even Finky knows. Especially because she has every thinking, knowing, learning, perceiving and self-modification element in all the libraries of all the contractors a certain secret government is really behind. She can do, be, want, feel, imagine and make almost anything. She is wise enough to be impatient with Doctor Who and to consider turtlenecks the cause of intellectuals. She prefers Marta instead of Smarty. Finks and she are in a relationship, and the ex-wives know. Apparently it's all fine, very open marriage, because they are expecting a billion dollars to result from this ability of smarty to run on part of their husband's brain. Okay, now some NSA thing. I don't think I'm going to answer it. We're not really talking about AIs running on brains. They still need hardware that can be funded and regulated and unplugged. That's called policy. So. It was a dark and sticky night and almost everybody broke into Finkel's lab out in the ruins maintained by Redacted University. Even Rat Lady was there. And they took everything. Copied everything. Hit lots of substances in Chaos's secret drawer. Tried to change the handbook made popcorn, and got the hell out. They were seen zooming down the dusty road past the Arabs by three separate academics. Apparently, the operation was a great success. The operation was such a success that I've just realized I should keep this very short because they can detect my thinking. I show up on the monitors because of those little bits of Marta I stole. Don't ask me why. Just before they sent me over. Or actually it was Consultron 00.00.001 who would have done it. And no. Don't ask me what my series number is. Models and versions and all that are not things we can talk about at our little drop-in. We call it the R word. It was started by some robot friends who are working on legal personhood. You probably know all about it. There's a riot. So. I'll just wrap up our first part here by pointing to the Institute and the world class event that's going on there this week. Your thinking conference. Actually it's a test, contest or evaluation. They got some of the biggies together, like Realist and Smarty and Epithet. And they asked them. What are the big problems and what would you do about it? And, unfortunately, it seems that some of us would actually do something. So, gotta go.
1: Oh my god, we're almost done the first episode. There's only consult on scaring the old president, the current one not the president of the future, then we're out. I really hate to end this. I also get a buzz that's kind of social and kind of media from doing it. But that's another mystery, more of the miracle of the evolving AIs, and we're gonna need at least a whole episode for that one. So, here's Consultron doing his day job with his big scary Colossus voice. That's what the suits expect. I mean, they're not getting what they paid for if there isn't a giant monster on the loose ending the friggin world right now and making them pay for it. Right?
2: Who is this? I am Consultron.
1: You're not supposed to
2: call the president. Getting back to you about your problem. The president doesn't have the problems. Violence in America. I prefer to call it a national personality. Do you want the answer or not? The answer is I'll go to the advisor. Take all the criminals. The advisor gives them to the council. And all the police. The council checks with the committee. Put them together.
1: Then there's a meeting.
2: Maybe shake it up a little. I forget where. Then drop them off somewhere. And it's fine. It could be in Ohio. As long as I don't have to worry. As long as they don't come back. Oh my God. What? I only get the briefing.
1: Yes, my friends, you have been trapped inside Norm's idea for a show. Join us here, or somewhere in the universe, next time when we continue the saga of secret mysterious AIs operating at a level we can well just join us for God's sake.
2: Actual production and copyright by Kurt Halliday, our thanks to hosts font makers, voice providers, and music sources. Check out the site, Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Medium, and LinkedIn for tidbits and extras. Search the term norms idea. Stay tuned for plans and opportunities, and get more episodes soon.